Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know, he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to one slide request. Alright, I'm recording now. Let me stop this shit. Alright, Lance, you recording? I am. Alright, excellent. And we're gonna get started right now. Alright, hey everybody. Welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request. The Zoom edition where we can just stay in the house because the outside world is dangerous. Um, this is this instance we have my homie Langston Langston Kermit in the house. Langston, what's up, bro? Hey, here we are. What's happening? It's almost like we're in the same room together, boys. <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god, this is the happiest I've ever been. I don't know about you, but I'm having the time of my life just being in my room with choppy internet, hearing my roommates play Super Smash Brothers, having the time of their life. So no, it's good, I, man. I'm happy that we can. Huh? I've I've been happier. I'll be honest. Yeah. I've had way happier times. I and I I've I could list miserable times that are happier than I am right now. <laughs> I I use I take my sister to Chuck E. Cheese annually because she's still a child, and that place is the unhappiest place on earth. And I would much rather be able to do that than be trapped inside zooming. But hey, I'm excited. Here we go. <laughs> Yo, I'd rather I would I would rather be the Chuck the actual Chuck E. Cheese at a Chuck E. Cheese right now instead of doing this shit, bro. I would Just rather being outside. I would rather be the backup Chuck E. Cheese who has to to wait his turn. I'm understudy like my ingenue. Yeah, to go get fingered by children. Oh, yeah. What a dream that would be right now. Just oh. To get what about if you babies? I would love to be the 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 chef who makes the pizzas in the back. That must be a great time right now. I, like, I think he runs it. I yeah. like that you call him a chef. That look at you. Yeah. He has to have some it's some kind of respect. He has to do I have to give him some kind of respect. He's doing it for us. That's the best part of Chuck E. Cheese is the pizza. You're When's the last somebody, time you've been to Chuck E. Cheese? I don't know. I don't since I was a child, I think. Yeah, That's it not is. chef to pizza. No, but that's not, not been chefed. <laughs> What's that? That's microwave pizza. It's microwave pizza for sure. Right, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But we're still we're alive. It could be worse. We could be not. So you gotta say that's what's up. And you're in LA right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been here uh, now two and a half years. So wow. almost the same amount of time you guys have been in New York. I think. Word, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember when we were all in Boston and stuff. And when I remember you left, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't directly say, get the fuck out of Boston, but you would like say things like, you'd say like, not cryptic, but it'd be like, just like, yeah, I couldn't achieve it. You can, you, you wouldn't say, say like, yeah, you can't achieve anything here. You wouldn't say moves, but yeah, you can't achieve anything. Or just, like, I, I'm much, yeah. I think I was probably just a, a kinder person then, but. I now would have explicitly said, get the fuck out of Boston. <laughs> what a, <laughs> it's there. You literally, we all have to move. It's, I think I probably did say it to Nick at one point, but like you do, we all have to like get the fuck out of that space because it is 
not good for you know the ultimate growth of a comic and probably a person but or, yeah I'm especially funny. a black person especially a black person it wasn't until i got out where i was like oh you get treated this is how people this is how you get treated and like i didn't realize until i left boston how every black male from boston doesn't have self-esteem yeah like, i left like I, I got to brooklyn everyone's like oh we can do stuff i was like oh shit like people niggas in boston i was like god damn like we're just sad yeah it's Boy, coming from a better city, it was rough. But uh, yeah, so I was like, I, used to, I remember I used to like, oh, why is Langston always look so mad? And I, I go back now, and I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah, because I know what jail is. I ain't, <laughs> y'all kept telling me this was a halfway house. I'm like, nah, nigga, this is jail. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know the motherfucking jail when I see it. Hey, but, it took us all time. It took us all time to get out, but I'm glad we, we did. Our way out. Yeah, glad we did. I feel like I'm a better person, even though we're trapped in the house. I'm I'm happy trapped in Brooklyn. Uh, my do rag collection has gotten way bigger, so I'm like really proud of that. Congratulations, uh, that's huge. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's that's I think that's the biggest. That's the most important part of my growth, to be honest. I don't care about anything else. Like my do rag collection, I got velvet ones, silk ones, nylon ones. I am good at any crisis. So. Love that, Nick. How's your do rag collection coming? Are you? Uh, I, it's you, great. I wear them all this way. Sure. <laughs> just tie them at the chin. There's no reason to focus on the top. Let's just let's do the hair we have. I love that. That's that's that's, that's ingenious. We were talking about uh, the the queer eye guys uh, before you jumped on, and we were saying how disappointed we both were in Karamo's choice to uh, draw on him. <laughs> Just say like, "Hey, I'm bald. Uh, here I am. Look at me shining." And uh, you know, it's maybe he. I'm glad he probably let go of his Durag collection at this point because he he finally cut it in season three. I think he still has it. No, nah, he washed it yeah. off season three. He, he washed. <laughs> he took a shower and came out honest for the first time. He finally he finally came out in the way that mattered. That's, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the world doesn't give a fuck if you're gay anymore. Yeah. Just be no, honest don't. about your hairline. You're hiding exactly. Your yeah. <laughs> if you're hiding your bald, I can't fuck with you, bro. Like, nigga, what? Uh-huh. Nah, bro. But anyway, uh, speaking of people who've come out and you don't care if they're gay or not, you, thought, <laughs> yeah. you see where this is going. You see where this is going. Where this is going. Anyway, I asked Alex, asked Langston uh, what his favorite song was, and you said, Oh, oh! This I say it. Oh, yeah. uh, Frank Ocean. Uh, uh, damn, I can't even remember the name of it right now. Frank Ocean. Uh, this, is uh, this, this, this is what this is what this is what Karamo's done to us. Self Control by. Oh Frank yeah, Self Control by Frank Ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, this, I should know the name of it if I'm going to claim it as my favorite song. Nah, nah, I blame no, I blame I blame Karamo completely. That that was that was his fault for that. We got so distracted by his fake hair. That we lost ourselves in a second. But yeah, anyway, uh, this is off Blonde, right? Yes. Yeah. Second studio album. So good. How'd you feel about it? The album? Yeah. Phenomenal. It's, I, I, I couldn't be a bigger fan of him, though. So, you know, I think uh, his writing and his ability to sort of like dig. And so, like, the first album is a lot more sort of narrative driven and like. Yeah. You're following a little more of like a clear story of somebody growing up and maturing and figuring themselves out. And this one was much more like 
loose metaphor that he's just sort of throwing in the air and hoping that like they mean something to you. Yeah. Something. Um, right. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you because like I, I can go with Channel Orange is basically just like him kind of just like it is very narrative and it's, it's kind of like to me it feels a little bit more like conventional. You know what I mean? Where it's like they're like they're very clear. Like, this is these are songs for the radio. It's like. And then he had the song Pyramids, which I think is, is my favorite song by Frank Ocean. Pyramids is just like perfect to me. Yeah. And just to watch the switch from that to Blonde. And I remember when I first heard Blonde, I just got stuck at the story by the French dude about breaking up with yeah. the girl. That what was an like, asshole. Yeah, he was a huge asshole. But it was like, but as I got, but I was like, wow. And I was like, oh, I, I see his, I saw his point after a while. I was just nah, like, oh. fuck that. I see it. Just friend her on Facebook, you piece of shit. Nah, bro, because he's like, because because apparently he's like, yo, this doesn't matter to me. Why does this matter to you? This matters no, so much to me. That was some big fuckboy energy that he was trying to make into like some, he was trying to like make it sound deep and thoughtful. I'm not no, gonna lie. Just be her friend on Facebook and then go cheat on her the way the rest of us do. Nah, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You let, let him cheat the OG way, bro. What happened? What happened back in the day when you could cheat it with freedom? You don't have to worry about Facebook catching you up and shit. You could just go out, give a fake name, and never see him again. But nah, you want to be friends on Facebook? What the? Why? Let nah. me live my life. I'm proud of that girl for standing up. Nah, because it's, it's it's a slippery slope. Because your friends on Facebook, and after that, it becomes why are you single on Facebook? And after that, it becomes why aren't any pictures of me on your Facebook? And after that, it becomes who's this girl liking that picture? And it's like it's too it it, it builds up, bro. Listen, man, if, if that's the the struggle you're dealing with, you don't need to be you don't need to be doing that dance. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can't balance the one lady who you live with. Figuring out that you don't post her pictures on the internet, get out the game, playboy. You got other issues. Nah, bro, but that's why he broke up with her. He was like, "Yo, I just can't." He, he broke because he, he broke up with her, right? You remember, nah, he was like, "I don't know." I, I mean, think he did. I, I think he did. I think he broke up with her. I don't necessarily know that he's a reliable narrator in this situation. I trust him. I, I trust him. I'm on his side. Yeah, I, I trust don't know him. that he's straight. He sounds like weird with Dutch to me, but who knows? <laughs> Yeah, it might be fucking Scandinavian. I don't know what's going on with that nigga. Maybe, or maybe he's a Haitian nigga. I don't know. Frank Ocean loves a uh, a good interlude that means absolutely nothing in relation to oh. everything else in the album. He'll, 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 interlude the, he'll interlude the fuck out you. But <laughs> I'll say this, though. I could, like, in this, this album, though, like, I listened to it a few times. I'm kind of just like, it's ambiguous enough to me that it's kind of like, it's. It feels like he's kind of. He kind of is dancing around. Big question. Like somebody's dating is like. So what are we doing? And he's just trying to be like. Oh, we're just having fun. Like he's and he's saying all this other shit about how fun their life is without saying like I care about you like this. It's just, well, like, oh, I think yeah, it's, it's all going in circles. Oh, here. I think it's something someone else is basically doing to him. That like he, it's someone else saying, he's basically saying, I love you deeply throughout this album and somebody else is friend zoning him. And it's him dealing with like that, that revelation of like, oh shit, this person who meant so much to me at a time now doesn't feel the same way or, or isn't in the same place that I am. And I'm just sort of figuring out how to be my truest self in relation to what these feelings are or were. I don't know. It, yeah, it's good. I like it. 
it actually, when you say it like that, it made me think about this. I have, I've had this theory for a while. I've always kind of felt like, because Frank and Tyler were super close, and stylistically, they made albums that are pretty similar. I'm always wondering, like, what if they're just singing to each other? I mean, maybe. Tyler's yeah. out now, too. So. Yeah, exactly. He's out. And his last, al- his last album was pretty much the same thing about, like, this person broke his heart, and yeah. now he's just, like, sat. He's like, hey, I figured, I'm figured, like, Flower Boy was him being like, yo, I'm coming out as who I am, really. And the next I- album was just yeah, the next album was just like, damn, like, okay, so I came out as a person and now I'm still like alone and sad. Like, what the fuck? I I mean, it makes sense. I think they're both they both have sex with white men, so I don't necessarily know that they're singing to each other, but I think But maybe but maybe, maybe they fuck the white same men. white men in their hearts, you know. Or maybe I mean? they fuck white guys because the only nigga for them is them. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Shit, I thought I told that you should be on a, a greeting card. I think <laughs> the only nigga for them is <laughs> the only nigga for me, but the only nigga for them is me. I don't know how you would write it. The only, the only nigga for you is me. You know? Hey, it's not my greeting card. I want yeah, I want that. There, there should be more romantic like nigga. There should be more romantic gay nigga greeting cards. Sure. Like not I, like po- I'm not poetic, this, man. Because I can't be with you, kid. And yeah, exactly. Yes, that's what that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. I need, I need energy like that. Like it's just uh-huh. like because it doesn't have to be flowery and like it could be like yo, nigga. Like you mean yeah. a lot to my nigga. You feel me? Like that that says a lot. Sure. Yes. And and uh, where do you see yourself in in terms of uh, writing this? Do you do you feel like that's a version of appropriation or? Oh, I'm just the I'm the like I gotta find. I think I gotta talk to like. I have to talk to nigga like Alex English or whatever. Be like, hey, yo, I got this idea. What do you think of it? You sure. can have it. And then he gave, because one time he gave, he get Alex gave me my first show in New York. Like, you can host this. He gave it to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I can return the favor and give him this idea. He can make a bunch of money. By, uh, emotionally uh, stunted gay boy greeting cards. I love that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yo, that's, that's, that sounds fucking, that sounds incredible, right? <laughs> yo, speaking oh, yeah. of that. I, I was, I've been watching this. I've been watching this Superhood Brooklyn, this Superhood show made in Brooklyn called The Brooklyn Way, and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's like just niggas on the block. They're like, "Yo, we're gonna record a show off like a regular camera." They can't act. They they don't know how to block the wind. This, but still, like they're trying. One thing they all say is like, "I love you, bro. I love you more, my nigga." Yeah, that's the and that's one of the most beautiful things. It's like I love you, and it, they're like there's at least ten shootings in every episode. Sure. Ten shootings, ten robberies, but it's always and I love you more. Are they is that just like a catchphrase? Because if it's just a catchphrase, I feel like it loses the substance behind the words. No, it's like it's like a brother seeing his brother. Like, I love you, man. I love you more, my nigga. They always say that shit. Like I love you. Oh, they're you related? More. Yeah, sometimes that's growth. No, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> no, sometimes they're related. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes like, yo, my nigga, I haven't seen you in a grip. I love you, my nigga. Just uh-huh. like they're a, a good friend. Okay. And I was like, yeah, good for. I was like, good for them. How did you find this? Why? What was right. this for you? Um, what so happened was with a mug that said, "I love you. I love you more than this." <laughs> so where'd you get this mug? From? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> funny story about this mug. Nah, what happened was, um, what was it? Oh, I saw like this. This past week was the anniversary of like the streets is watching, right? The anniversary mm-hmm. of that, and somebody sure. posted uh, a clip. Uh, what was it? I think it was like a clip from it where you remember the dude that used to do the voices for all the old Jay Z albums. Mm-hmm. It was a clip of him with a gun saying, "Here comes the pain." 
and I saw that clip. I clicked on the comments. Somebody tagged the guy who was in it. I, I was like, I wonder what he's, I wonder, I wonder what pain the ass is up to. So I clicked on it, saw his page. He posted a, a YouTube link. I thought it was gonna be a YouTube link of him like exposing Rockefeller or some shit. Cause a lot of things, yeah. a lot of things do that shit like that. And it turned out to be this show. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, they gotta let us back outside. This ain't a good <laughs> to find yourself falling down. That uh, you're clicking on the dude who did the voices of interludes from 30 years ago. Well, not 30, like at least like it was 15. <laughs> that's half as long. And also, it was kind of like, yeah. but I uh, it was it was a good. It was actually a decent rabbit hole to go down because what it did was like I saw that shit. And in the show, you got a lot of D-list hip hop celebrities in it. Like you got like Unkasa mm-hmm. in it from Dipset, Hellrells in it. Uh, I think the niggas from Black Star, from not Black Star, uh, Smith, Smith and Wesson, they're in it. Uh, Paul Kane's no, that was his brother. Paul Kane is in it. Redman's in it. Who's like the biggest star? And it just goes on. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm just seeing what they're doing. It's nice to, I've been interested. Like, it's nice to see what people are doing after like, there's after like the big star has faded. Yeah. What do the little niggas, what do the little niggas do? Sure. Yeah. What do they do? I'm a, I'm a start following that same idea. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go on old Drake songs and see what that Jamaican man is, is up to who be yelling at people on, on the interludes of his albums. Yes. You got to do it. <laughs> oh no. Louis, oh, Louis Rankin. We were, we, were, we were Louis Rankin. That we, yeah, we were just. Oh, wait, Nick. Can you tell can, can you tell me what Louis Rankin's been up to after after he stopped fucking with Drake? So <laughs> <laughs> the boy dropped the the controller that song there, and and you know I just wasn't into it, you know. So I had to start my own thing, you know. <laughs> All this six 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 men I like that man. I like that ever since. I like the idea that he had to start his own thing, and it was just a curry goat restaurant. He just yeah. I don't like what Drake's doing. I'm starting a restaurant, and uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get us back on foot. We're gonna get right back where we belong. Yeah, I like that. I like that shit. Like Unkasa in the in the show, Unkasa. I think he took a little, he probably makes like off residuals, maybe like 20, 30,000, right? And he sure. took, he, t- he takes that money and like he, he started a clothing brand that sells like in Harlem and whatever. He, he does battle rap off, like he has, it's, a, it's still a credit, so you know, battle rap, get paid like what, like 10, 10 stacks or whatever to rap. He's he loses sometimes, but whatever. He, he acts in all these small little hood shows that are inspired by like power and all that stuff. So he's probably making like 65, 75K a year. I okay. Yeah, I feel I, like that seems that seems like a lot in my. It mind. seems like a lot until you remember, like these are niggas that back in the day were bragging about buying like Benzes and shit, like it was nothing, having crazy chains and shit. That yeah, the chain the, itself was like thirty with thirty thousand. Tawanda, I don't, I don't mean to uh, to be combative here, but we can brag about Benzes and chains right now. It's it, there's literally no one to check whether or not we have these benzes or chains. I know, yeah, yeah, but like I just like the but the brag without the honesty is just a lie. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they're all lying. <laughs> I know, I think so. Nah, nah, nah. So, so, so this whole time listening to rap and shit, you were like, oh, these things are lying to me, but I enjoy, I enjoy the lie. I I think most rappers are lying. 
I don't I, think that, that many of them are being honest about the scale of their wealth or their circumstances or how happy they feel when they go to bed at night. I think they're actually hugely poor, hugely unhappy people who borrow chains and Bentleys and whatever the fuck for the sake of making us feel, I don't know. Right. Okay, <laughs> but how do you feel when you find out that rapper was telling the truth? Uh, like for example, when Diddy on um, the remix to Yeah, Let's Do It, which is like, that's his favorite verse ever. I saw him, in, I saw him live. That was the first verse he yeah. did was that Waka Flocka song. And he, all, everything he said on that verse was pretty much true. He says, I don't fuck with fake hoes. All I touch is J-Lo's. And he, he slept, I was like, damn, we did have J-Lo. He also said that, like, I used to give, I used to give a fuck. Now I'm rich than white folks. Like, he actually is, he's pretty rich. Good for him. Like, I like seeing people be honest. That, that makes it feel better. Yeah, but he's a billionaire, man. He had to murder people for them. Yes, I know. That's what makes the music better. That's what makes it better, bro. The honesty. But most of them don't have billions of dollars. Most of them have less. Well, money most of them should. Why? Most of them. Sh uh oh. I want to. If you're broke, say you're fucking broke. Say you're broke. I, I, right. I would appreciate if you rap well. If you can rap about being broke, I fuck with it. Or like when Kanye said he made five beats a day for three summers. I believed it. I was like, and the what he went, he said he wasn't bragging. He was just like that shit was hard. You're like, damn, he does deserve. To, he does deserve to do these numbers. I appreciate that shit. You know, what I mean, yeah. I like authenticity. That's sure. I, I think we're we're aiming for the same target. I think. Yeah. I think we're shooting very different guns here, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's good. They're very different guns, but it's go. It's cool, but still, it's like I just like seeing the real lives behind. I like, like the each. Remember that had had each Hollywood story or whatever, or VH1 behind the music. I used to love watching those shit. Yeah, like reading reading autobiographies and shit. Like right now. So, so let me ask you this: You had to. It had to have been pretty heartbreaking for you to realize then, and maybe this is the first you're hearing of it, that uh, most of those MTV cribs were faked. They were rude. Yeah, but then that's what made that's what made Redman's the best one. Sure. We no, all because that that's that's the one that's the one we all remember. That's the one we all remember. We don't because can you tell me what happened in uh the who was it the pretty Ricky one? No, the Ying well, Yang's no. ones one. Nah, <laughs> the jagged edge one. No, but everyone remembers when fucking Redman was like, "Yo, hit my hit my bell." Okay, the bell don't work, but rub these two wires together, it still works. Everyone remembers I, that shit. I remember the Ying Yang twins one because they made that sound. Those sounds they made. That. <laughs> you remember, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I watched that uh, yeah. a few times for the sounds, but I don't. I don't remember their home. But again, it wasn't their home. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I believe Little Wayne's home at the time. I don't th think. I think Masterpiece home was real because he oh, had yeah, an elevator, and uh, he also is damn near a billionaire. But the yeah. point is, uh, your heroes are lying to you, and you need to accept that. I don't know, bro. I think my heroes. I like. I like. I like people based on how authentic they are. Like, sure. as I said before. You know, uh, Jim what? Jones is doing uh, workout videos now, right? Yeah, as he should. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been under his Instagram for the past, like, year and a half. Being like, bro, do workout videos. In case you didn't. I know this shit, bro. I'm like, I'm, I'm part of, I'm part of, this is my, this is my world we're talking about. But. <laughs> you know that, uh, the, uh, the general of the bloods is uh, teaching you how to get your traps tighter in yeah uh, he's showing you jail workouts he <laughs> might go to jail that's what i'm talking no, about no no 
He's showing you workouts with resistance bands. Those aren't. Nigga, I got resistance bands. I got resistance bands right here, nigga. You I ain't got- in jail, nigga. Yes, I am. <laughs> Metaphorically, right now, quarantine, nigga. This is all I got, bro. I am. You know, we out here struggling, my nigga. But still, what was I gonna, what was I gonna fucking say? Well, oh, that's why I was gonna say. Like my, that's why Gucci's my favorite rapper. It's not because he was. He's not. He's the best rapper. It was just that, like, he was honest. And he's like, yes, I fucking. This is my chain. If you try to, you try to take my chain, I will shoot you. And then in the news, he shot three people who tried to take his chain. So I was like, sure. Right. I I guess I would just argue that uh, for every Gucci main, there are are ten not Gucci mains. Yeah, there's, there's ten. There's ten non. I don't know. There's, 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 yeah, I'm not here to. Uh, I'm not brave enough to call out the authenticity of any of these people. Uh, but I do think uh, most of them are lying and are uh, oh, yeah. just sad poor boys who like making poems. I mean, yeah, they're, no, they're, that's that. That's, that's, that's what I'm lying about. They're all huge nerds. Every rapper is a huge fucking nerd. Yeah. You are a like, dork yeah. and you like poetry and your poetry just happened to uh, involve a lot more murder in, in gold than mine. Yep. A person who admitted that, a person who admitted that when I was in high school, I used to write, I was in the poetry club, I used to write poetry and shit all the time. Gucci man. He's like, I did poetry. That was, that's, that was my outlet. And I was like, all right. I yeah. respect it. Because the people who like, because I was talking to somebody yesterday about like this idea, like just in general of like rappers have this idea, like I'm too cool to give a fuck. Like I'm too cool to actually care and want to work towards something. That's like, that's, that's not, good for anybody it doesn't make me it doesn't it doesn't impress me like when i hear a little baby say little baby be like oh i don't even like rapping and it's like then why are you doing it sure i th- i think that's uh that feels very much like a generational thing more than it is like a rap as a whole like this generation is sort of like it's such a uh like finesse scam kind of vibe for everybody as like an artist that like they they have a self-awareness that uh you know i i'm getting by the way it's six nine right like he is hyper aware of what he's doing and what that brand is at all times whether you think it's authentic or fake the whole point is to get the bit off more than it is to like be the realest motherfucker in a room kind of thing yeah and that's that's but that's like I think that's dangerous in the sense of like I was listening to the Gilly the Kid podcast and this chick said this thing that was super important when she was just like a lot of these rappers now it used to be like in the nineties, eighties and nineties, it was like if you were the best MC, whatever you said, people kind of believed because you said it in a cool way. But then it's like as as time progressed, we saw people come up, come up like like Easy E's or Gucci Mane's or whatever, who they just rapped about real shit they were going through. So we were like, Oh, they're not good rappers, but they're authentic. So now there's a lot of younger cats who like, instead of trying to either be real or trying to be like lyrical, they're like, I'm just going to do a bunch of crazy shit on camera and shit. And you can see that then when I rap, you can know I'm telling the truth. But that's, that's stupid. You're, you're only doing shit. You can rap about it. Yeah. But I also think that's the, that's what they've grown up in. Right. Like that's the shit that was handed to them. We, you can't, they're competing with TikTok videos. Like you, you can't spit something more interesting than some girl who came up with a dance, then like you, you don't exist. You don't matter. And their shit's completely built on, you know, 
being able to uh, tour and seem engaging for an audience. So, fuck it. You know yeah, I mean? that's 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 the energy. Fuck it. And I think maybe I look at, maybe I'm tripping, but like I think like like when Childish Gambino won fucking for This Is America, and how the song itself was just like bad, but the video was good, and everyone was like, "That's what a song is. It's not bad. But still, like the song is not meant to be played at like a bar or some shit. It's just like a, it's a yeah, it's a piece. It's fine, but it won a it won a Grammy, right? It it did well, but yeah, right. I think but I think it's was- like. It's whatever he made was gonna do the. That's the yeah. thing about where we're at. I think you know, and it I maybe like it was, that was a pretty good TikTok. I think, but you know, I just think like we've always sort of had that where like certain people in a artists in a generation are going to be celebrated, and certain ones just aren't. And that's it's Nas never winning a Grammy. You know what I mean? Like he just wasn't built for whatever they wanted. Yeah, him. I mean that's that. Technically, well, technically, he won a Grammy. He wrote one a Grammy, which was Big Willie's. Which, if you listen to it close enough, you can hear Nas in that. Sure, I'm sure he's really proud of that. Like, like, <laughs> oh yeah, because like, no, there's, there's, there's like one part if you hear it, if you like that Will says like, oh, you want a ball with the kid, watch a step, you might fall trying to do what I did. Like that's something Nas would say. And like Nas I'm wrote sure that, shit, but like that, I'm sure that's the the trophy that Nas has framed in his home. Is uh, well, technically, I, I, no, no, no. Actually, actually, you can't, you can't. As a songwriter, you don't. I think it's, it's either like this. I think there's song of the year, and then there's another one that's like I think it's record of the year or some shit like that. And song of the year, songwriters don't win Grammys for that. Song of the year. Yeah, I mean, artists are no, no, it's like, what's it called? Like, like, I remember I was reading this, like, how, um, don't believe me, just watch that Bruno Mars shit. Uh, yeah, Trinidad James, yeah, Trinidad James, he got he gets residuals off of that shit, he makes a bunch of money off of that shit, and he's 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 written as a songwriter. However, when it won a Grammy, I think it was record of the year, he didn't get a Grammy for that, nor should he. Because they said, he's "Don't still, believe me, just watch." Don't believe me, just watch. Yeah, so it's like they're yes, yeah, yeah. He he wrote so like, but yeah, he wrote that part. Don't believe me, just watch. I think, I think they probably like use something from him as like a sample. Yeah, and that's why he's credited on it, and therefore gets some version of like residuals. But like, nah, motherfucker, you ain't gonna come accept the trophy with me, like. Mm-hmm. I it's the Jay Z shit. I just sampled. You know what I mean? Like I sampled your shit. I made it better. Yeah. Like, I'm moving on. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. The same thing happened with uh, Sam Smith and Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. That "Stay with Me" song is a whole. It's a, basically a whole Tom Petty song. So they had to add him as a songwriter, and now they like right. whatever money. Y- yeah, and yeah. like good for you, Tom Petty. You did a thing, but like. Your ver—I ain't even heard it, but your version ain't better than Sam Smith's version. I'm sure of it. It's the same song. Okay, I still like <laughs> Sam Smith better. Give me that that ch- formerly chubby gay boy singing it. I, I like it better from him than you. Uh, just a slim, a slim. Yeah, <laughs> man, whatever. <laughs> but like, I just. But speaking of rappers who are broke, fucking Trinidad James off of that song. I think he said he makes like 100k a year. Because it gets played so much, so he, used, he yeah, so he used that and like I think he started he started his own record label, 
And I don't know what he does with that label, but he makes it, but he makes money. That's a bad idea. Boy. (laughs) I think like he said, he said himself, like he was like, I like it. Cause now like I can, he basically like he's he's in control of his shit, and he might drop a song. That song might get a few spins across, like because he has like I don't know, maybe like two million followers on like Instagram or whatever, right? Sure. He drops a song. He drops a song. Let's say ten thousand people listen to it, and then maybe like five thousand buy the shit. If he owns it, all of it, he probably makes all that's all money to himself. So it's like he's making a lot, like maybe like he's making a decent amount of money, not crazy, but still, it's like. For a regular person, that's cool. But it's not rapper money, but it's still, like, regular good. Hey, man, I don't know that rapper money means anything. So if he's making it and he's happy, uh, good for him. Yeah. And that's that's, that's where I've been at, mostly. But anyway, uh, we're gonna, that, was, that was a nice thing we talked about. I want to ask you this. What's <laughs> <laughs> you know the the weirdest thing that a person can do in a conversation. I know you you hate you like you, you hate that. I, I remember I did that one time. You got so mad at me. You like you ruined the whole conversation. Why did you say that? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing when so, when you like having a good conversation with somebody and they go, "This was nice," and you're like, "Well, all right, I'm a leave." Yeah, you made it uncomfortable for me in a way that I didn't anticipate. <laughs> This is, yeah, I think this is this is why I like will always have some sort of static because you hate that and I love doing that. I like acknowledging the moment when it happened. All right, like the moment's been done. Yeah, I was I'm gonna segue to, to the next thing. I'm here to love you the way you are, brother. I appreciate that. I'm gonna love you more, my nigga. <laughs> Don't believe yeah. this much. <laughs> there we go. Now your podcast owes uh, Bruno Mars. <laughs> <Trinidad James money. laughs> I'll trade out James money. God damn it, Trinidad. Let it go, Nick. You ruined your podcast. Mm-hmm. You lost everything, bro. But yeah, all right. So I got to ask you, uh, what's a thing, a situation, or like just something that's going on in your life that you need a song for? Oh, man. Uh I need a song for. I'm in a a pretty weird situation right now in that uh, my wife and I are in the middle of trying to buy a home. And Mm. uh, we literally made it to like the one yard line and found out that uh, through a weird series of events that the seller of that home filed for bankruptcy halfway through this process, which then Mm. that property not technically available for purchase despite the fact that we've gone through all the steps and literally were a day away from having keys in hand uh mm. so yeah. did bruno mars make a song about that <laughs> all right is that a bruno damn Nigga, I'll go. I'll look up. I'll look up, I'll look up Bruno Mars. Right, fucking. Why don't like, I was gonna? I was gonna give you like some real shit, but now I gotta find. I'm gonna find your Bruno Mars song. Cause fuck that. Fuck that. Like you. Like, I was gonna give you like. I was gonna think really hard. Like nah, bro. I feel I'm you. Queuing up right, house keys by Bruno Mars right now. Oh, I, I found a song. <laughs> Yo, no nah, fuck. I found the song. Yo, Nick, play finesse. Nah, nah, no, 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 no. That's what the bank is doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Um. Nah, I'm not. No, fuck that. I don't want to. I don't even want to do that shit. But um, yeah, bro, that sounds like that's so. Basically, what's going on is just like you're trying to get to this next stage of like you know like your life and shit and owning a home, and like that's 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 major. That's big, and you did everything right, but 
the fault of some the fault of somebody else that's not even you yeah ruined everything and it's just like it sucks to be like you try to do you try to be in control of all your shit and then an outside force fucks up all your shit and it's just like it's not even like no one could say this was your fault it was you could never you could never break up that shit i blame god i mean you could do that (laughs) (laughs) i would Ooh, I raised my but, uh, fist up in the sky and right, I it's not it. the same. But like I can think about a bunch of times where like <laughs> like you don't play on fuck Langston. Fuck him. <laughs> oh, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve that. You think God's just staying there? Like, oh look at him, you don't fuck you don't fuck him. You fuck know him. He's happy. My son wasn't ha- my son wasn't happy. My son was crying. Man, fuck you, nigga. Yeah, he's all about personal attacks. I know. Yeah, he's a he's a very very petty person. Mm-hmm. Well, petty being and he invented petty, so whatever. Yeah, he invented. All right. Yep. All right. So um, I'm sitting here thinking, looking over my shit. Huh. Cause I want to think of a song. Oh, I got a song that I think like just aesthetically. Maybe not exactly lyrically, but aesthetically, and what like the just the whole energy of the song kind of uh, represents that. Now, okay. Rick Ross, right? I, I think for a while, <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Don't yes. don't mind me. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Are you? All right, well, I'm gonna keep going. Like Rick Ross for real. Like Rick Ross, right? For a long time, I we, we, we were talking. About, we were just, we were just talking about this shit. How I don't like artists who. Lie lie about all their shit mm-hmm. and literally rick ross when i was talking about this shit i was thinking about rick ross the entire fucking time i don't like that shit i didn't like that like when we found out he was a ceo i was just like i was tight so i was like bro you have this whole mafioso drug dealer fucking energy and then you come out and say like then people say this is you he's like no that's not me then when people find me you finally admit it you're like yeah that's me but like, i can't trust anything you have to say now so it's like those songs that you had that I identified with i can't identify anymore however i remember like that summer it happened right uh, it was like, I think it was, it was around May. 50 Cent said the shit. 50 Cent was on the Pimpin' Curly shit. He was on his ass. And Rick Ross, he dropped the album. Um, I think it, it wasn't deeper than rap. It was, uh, let me see what it was called. It was like, it had the song Rich Off Cocaine on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, it, it was deeper than rap. Fuck. It was, it, he dropped that song. I remember I was in, I was in my college apartment. It was me and some of my homies. We were smoking a blunt, listening to that shit. And we, the way, like, just the power of the beats. And then, like, I think it was uh, the chorus or whatever. We heard him rap, and my homie stopped and covered his mouth and was like, bro, I believe everything he has to say. I believe it. I don't care what he said. I believe it. I just feel it. Like, I'll, like he might not have the, he might not be authentic, but, like, he knows how to give you the energy for, like, this, the energy he has is real. And he's what was crazy showman. about that whole time? What? He's a showman. Yes, he was a showman. And that's why 50 couldn't beat him. Because 50 was like, fake. I'm a real nigga. You're fake. And that was the first, that was like the straw. That was like the last straw that broke 50. Because it was just like, all right, you couldn't stop. You couldn't stop fucking Rick Ross, who was a whole CO. He dropped an album and did way better than you after that shit. So well, after that, I, I mean, would music, music, musically, musically. I would argue that the reason that none of the, the 50 can't beat him because 50 wasn't willing to murder him. Like you, ah. you're not willing to, at this point in the game, if you're 50 cent, you've heard enough 
nice boys feelings. You took Ja Rule from us. You, you, you put a lot of people in bad places emotionally. If you're not willing to take this person who you're calling a fake, a ruse, a liar, uh, and, and murder him with your big fat boy muscles, then you're just, you're, what are we doing? We're just listening to you sing songs that are mean? Not what he was doing, what, what he was doing, after the Ja Rule shit, what he was doing was doing shit on the back end. Like, I remember after that Ja Rule shit happened, right? Mm-hmm. He got into the beef with D-Block and Fat Joe. D-Block got in his ass. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. It's still one of my favorite disses of all time. What 50 did, he realized he couldn't outbar them because he lost the streets. What he did was on the back end, he fucked up Styles P's album release for Time Is Money. And that's when, like, there's that famous phone call with him on Miss, with Miss Info and shit, right? Where 50 called up, or no, where Styles P called up on Miss Info being like, yo, 50, please, let me just drop my album, bro. This is a, this, this, this beef ain't even worth it. Let me drop my album. They squashed the beef right there. After that, Cam calls in and says, Curtis, mad times, which is hilarious. 50 goes back. 50 senses, senses the problem with Dipset. He's, he links with Jim Jones and Jewels and says, I ain't got a problem with you, bro. Brings him on Rap City and basically destroyed Dipset. Like Cam said it himself. Like, he's like, oh, 50 destroyed Dipset. So at that point, so at this point, he had just finished destroying Dipset, which was one of the most powerful, which was like, it was a pretty big, like, they had a, they had a, had a good thing going. It was a movement, bro. It was huge. We had an argument about this in the past, but they were a fucking movement, and 50 shut them down. I, I'm not here to argue their movement or their not movement. I think my- But they were big, but you can admit, they were big. They were like, they had a thing. My, I'm not arguing that. I think my point is that at this point, in what hip hop is, you are either uh, down to murder someone or you're just trolling. And uh, that's sort of what all of like these internet people are exposing is like, this is just, we're just being all being silly boys who are doing silly boy stuff or we're fully down to take another human being's life. I think I disagree because um, at this point, I think it wasn't just like, to, it wasn't taking somebody's life. It was taking somebody's career. Like rappers knew, like after like, after rappers got shot in the past, it was, everyone's like, all right, we got to stop doing this shit because it's, people don't have to die, but I'm going to destroy your career. 50 was out to destroy Ja's career. The same way like Jay-Z was out to destroy Ron Brown's career. And he did that shit around this exact, the death of Autotune. The, 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 the guy who made the ether beat. You remember Pop Champagne? Oh yeah, but that, the, death, the death of the death of Autotune was about him. Yeah, but nobody knows that he wasn't gonna destroy his career. He did it. He did it. But he did it because he made the beat to Ether, and that's like he destroyed. Like that's it was like at this point, rappers had more power beyond. Like instead of just like I'm gonna kill you in real in real life, let me just kill you like financially and shit. You're not gonna go to jail for that. Death of auto, death of the auto tune hurt T Pain more than it hurt that. that yeah, no, no, it didn't. T Pain, T Pain, T Pain bounced back. T Pain took a loss, but he bounced back. He T-Pain, really did. Did he? T Pain was at the top of the charts, and now he sells just okay occasionally. He sells just so, yeah, but, but, but the right answer. But he's ha- but he's happy. He's happy uh, at this point. I think T Pain <laughs> also like. Nah, bro. T Pain at this point, everyone knows that he can actually sing. I think like if he dropped like an acoustic album of all of his hit songs, it would do pretty decent. He's not gonna he's not gonna sell crazy crazy, but he was at the top of all the charts because he was giving away all of his features for free. It's easy to be on top of the charts when you're like, yo, I'll do a feature for you for free. 
that but the style and also the style that he created it like the style he created with the auto-tune shit people wrote people wrote that wave and also t-pain's only like 35 yeah i i guess i just don't uh consider that top of the he's back on he's not, back top. Where he, he's he's not back on he's not oh, is, he, is he on top no there's no way he's that, on top but is he like is he <laughs> that's like being like hey you know cool mo d still doing good because the style you can't you can't, you can't compare cool, cool, <laughs> mo, compare cool mo d to you know, buying curtis blow records anymore what, but the hell, what, are, you doing? <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> i'm trying to help you god damn I don't know if this is help at all. It will. It will. Because you have to understand. I put thought into this shit. All right. Yeah, but <laughs> T-Pain does well. I'm like, nah, I'm staying on track. But I was going to say, I got so caught. I got so off track because I'm in the house. But I will say this. And I'll say Rick Ross got a song called Four Closures off an album that I can't remember. And Nick, play that shit, and that'll help you with this whole like house bullshit. Love it. It's just like it, and it's one. It, it got to a point where Rick Ross was like, he had dope albums, but he stopped making good albums. I mean, just good songs. Down about like ten other songs. This is off of Black Market in 2015, and it was like okay, but it wasn't like a great album. The last good album he had was, uh, I think it was uh, Teflon Dawn, and that was like four albums before that shit. So this is that right there. Ever seen a rich nigga go broke? Yeah. They put liens on a nigga thing. Yep. Publicize your demise and by all means, your family forever what you still told. We have to we have to talk. Yeah, we have to like we have to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, copyrights Because if we talk over the song, then we don't get it. Yeah, we gotta just say how you feel. Because then we're obligated to uh, pay for said music. I get that. Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah, exactly. I, I and think, I'd, pay, I'd pay for it if I could. I think Rick Ross is a, is a fantastic show. I think he, uh, I think yeah. he looks better than he did before. Now that he uh, had all those strokes or whatever, heart attacks. That I think he looks great. And... Uh, I believe in his ability to keep selling the dream of having more money than he probably does. Although Rick Ross is probably pretty rich. I don't know. I don't know anything about Yeah, Rick. I think he like, he, I think like, I don't, know a lot, I don't know about him either, but I know that like he went from lying about being rich off of and you get rich off of, right? he kind of pivoted his song from being like, oh shit. Bricks, it's just like money I have and shit. Like he owns like Wingstop. He owns like Wingstop franchises and checkers and shit. That's pretty decent. Yeah. He also has hair now, and I don't like it. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. I don't yep. like that he's, you know, the lies about your being the CEO is fine, but <laughs> once you start lying about the top of your head, yeah, the hair shit, exactly. You know, uh, uh, Jason Whitlock uh, just put on a wig one day and and just started trolling black men with a with an afro and we just let it be everybody everybody was so by the crazy thing and i think that's part of why he behaves that way i think he's trying to, to keep us from focusing on his hairline by saying wild shit about lebron 
being secretly in in line with the police and it's just he's too much but you know i i don't trust a man with a fake hairline and i i pray that i'm never put in a position to have to create one for myself oh i feel that i feel that 100 like i don't want to live that life and have a fake hair like even my barber now they use like they use some dye from time to time and i'm just like how much of this is me for real i need to see Wait, you watch so he'll pull out the the Beijing and then you like yeah like they like 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 I, my beard they used to do was like they used to tap uh, like this little spot right here they used to cover it like so you, it's like a whole smooth one line from like here to like my 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 oh, brow you, or the Joe Button yeah and I was like no nah, I can't do that I can't do that yeah because it's just like you look up close like what the what why are you doing this right. no what do you have to prove. I don't want a haircut that I can't like go play basketball with after. Yeah, I want to go swimming. Yeah, I want to. I want to take a nice hike. And yeah, uh, exactly. I want to do stare at the sun. And if yeah. I look at the sun and the sun looks back at me and then I melt in a way that uh, <laughs> is natural, I, I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want that. Even like I see somebody is like these new, these new like wigs they have for niggas. Where it's like the whole, like they'll show somebody before. It's like. It's just a huge, and it's so bald. And afterwards, they have like dreads. I'm just like, yeah, I just couldn't a do cool it. Like, pay. How do you live life? Yeah, <laughs> that's what? what I call it. Cool pay. <laughs> I hate everything about what you just said. That you make me fucking sick. You make you know because it's like yeah. a pay, so, it's cool. Talk about oh, this is a good moment. <laughs> Oh, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck that. All right, you like your thing is like you hate when people say, "Oh, it's a good time." I hate. Oh god, I I can't even I can't I can't even say the words. Like, oh my god. I I, I hope that after this episode, Cool Pay becomes one of your sponsors. Hashtag I hope that you cool have to have a commercial break where you go. And now, a quick word from Cool Pays. Hey, fellas, <laughs> you ever have a a bald scalp? But you're like, damn, I want to look cool. Guess Yo, why, get you a cool pay. Why can't I just be? Why can't I just be happy, bro? I just want to be a happy person. Why do you want to take that away from me? Me and Nick are having a great time. This is this is a spectacular moment, bro. I know. I'm like, I'm having a, this is this uh, for, 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 for both of you, all of you two, piece. Yeah, of Yo, me fuck you Oh my God, this is. You know what? This I take it back. This isn't a good time. This is this 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 isn't a good conversation. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Um, I'm at brother. But like, yeah, I feel like I can. I, I feel where you are. I feel where you are. Um, um, I ask you though, like while we were talking, did you get any of that any of that foreclosures? Any nope. of that song? Did they hit you at all? <laughs> yeah, <I didn't. laughs> we had to talk over it on account of copyright. But yeah, I, talk I, over I it. Sentiment. Yeah, because the copyrights and shit. It's uh, sometimes life throws you difficult uh, circumstances and you have to uh, grunt your way through it. That's the, the, the overall sort of like uh, theme that I seem to have gathered. You got to, huh? When, when, when life, when yeah, life gives uh, you lemons. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to gather that from like, I think, yeah. When life gives you, huh? You got to, Nick, huh. Nick do you, can <laughs> But do you have like? Can you be Rick Ross motivational speaker? Yes. Listen. If you have obstacles in your way, you just gotta move them. If they don't want to move, then you gotta figure something out. Huh? 
<laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Oh my god, that was that's that's all that's all you need, bro. That's all you fucking need, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, just like I think it's but for real though, I get it. I get like the idea of just being like it's just us to be like so close to a thing and then one person like something just happens out on the outside and it's just like oh fuck it it's all over like, yeah uh um, you know we'll figure it out oh, yeah of course there are other homes there are other mm-hmm. opportunities it, it all yeah will figure itself out and yeah if I, if I just focus on rick ross's words i'm sure i'll be fine yeah, that's all you. That's all you need. You don't even need to go to the bank. Just listen to Rick Ross. Fuck that shit. Don't financial advisor. Go to go to Rick Ross. All Rick that Ross. Shit, Go to Ricky Ross. Go to Rick Ross. Go ask ask him for a house. He probably got mad houses, bro. Ask the man who invested everything he had in lemon pepper wings. And how much money is he made? How much money did he make off of that shit? A lot. I don't know. I, I made yeah. a lot. Yeah, he, he made a lot. He made a lot. Is, is lemon pepper flavored? <laughs> yeah, I think specifically. <laughs> His big investment was the lemon pepper flavor. I think that before he came around, uh, uh, Wingstop was was struggling to find that new taste that they needed. And Rick Ross showed up and he said, huh, I got it. Lemon pepper. <laughs> you got lemon in my pepper. That was too Rick Ross. <laughs> It's like a Twix commercial. <laughs> now nah, we'll combine it. We'll we'll mix it. Oh my god! <laughs> and then we'll go to a middling wings restaurant, and we and buddy, we yeah, I think I see I see us. It's gonna be great. I'm proud of Rick Ross. Yeah, I like, I hate I don't like Wingstop though. Wingstop is is very mediocre. Uh, there used to be one when I lived in New York. There was one. It's probably still there, right by that AC Nostrand stop, which was uh, my crib. And uh, I would go there at least twice a week. Just, I mean, it was wasn't great, but you, yeah, you know, yeah, was, stay out late at night, and uh, they were open till like two in the morning, so you can get some, uh, you know, some wings. Yeah, I will say this. That's one bright side of the fucking. Uh, quarantine shit is that now that I'm in the house all the time, I can eat better. Because before, I was like, yeah, I said you'd be out all night. You have to eat something like three in the fucking morning, and there's nothing good. All I keep is like a chopped cheese or like some shit. Just eating bad. Now I'm like, all right, I'm in the house. All- I can go grocery shopping. I can just have food here. I can eat raspberries and shit. It's a good life. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the bright side. Some raspberries, nigga. That's 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 my that's my top berry. I think top berry is raspberry. Yeah, like it used, to, it used to be strawberries. I really, I, my strawberries overrated. Crazy thing, strawberries aren't even a berry. Blow your goddamn mind. What? Wait, what, what are, are they? they? I don't know, but they're not berries. <laughs> then what? Like, look, hey man, I don't look. A so lot you read, so, so you so you read, so you read, you read half the sentence and said they weren't berries, and you just stopped. Like, nope, that's all you need to. A know. lot of it is based on the location of seeds and like the uh, play, the way in which those seeds bloom. Like, it's a technicality. For example, bananas are technically a berry, but I don't know what the fuck the exact distinction is. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a man who's trapped in his home. Oh. And uh, deeply, <laughs> deeply saddened by the experience. 
Oh, I get that. No, 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 trust me. Yes, yes. I actually just, I just Googled it. Turns out strawberries and raspberries are not berries in a botanical sense. They're derived hey, from a single flower with more than one. Over. Yeah. I keep it real. This airline so, like, is I don't know what they are. real. It's trash, but it's 100% mm-hmm. my own. <laughs> I, I think these classifications are done by petty scientists. Yes. Like, oh, I just discovered a new berry. It's like, well, technically it's not. Yes. It's an annoying <laughs> motherfucker who who could, didn't feel satisfied not being like the focus in the room. It's the same people who like dispute Pluto every year. It's like, grow up. We already learned it. Just let it be what it was, you idiot. Well, actually, it's it's more gaseous it's than solid. We don't need this. It doesn't. It doesn't. These are the same people that bring up old tweets and somebody gets successful. Right. Like, yeah, just no. Actually, like, yeah. no. <laughs> they, they brought up they brought up strawberries old tweets. Well, I, you said over here I'm not a berry back in nineteen ninety five. Like yeah, now strawberry has to write a fucking notes apology. Right. Strawberry was homophobic. Grow up. He's not yeah. anymore. He donates every year. Let him just be himself. He donates every He's at pride all the fucking time. He apologized for that shit. Let him fucking sure, be. He, Let him be a berry, bro. Sure, he only goes to pride because yeah. he's trying to capitalize off of these other people's uh, suffering. But whatever, he's yeah, going. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's still. Yeah, he still goes. I mean, sure, like he's mad that he can't have the rain. They, he couldn't make the rainbow strawberry yet, but still, he does what he can. Meanwhile, what's a uh, what's a like a, the blueberry might be like the OG berry that everyone's like cool with. Blueberries, blueberries, classic. I love a blueberry. Yeah, I'm can't you can't you can't cancel you can't cancel the blueberry. You cancel blueberries. I mean, sometimes they're not great, but sometimes like they're pretty consistent and they're in the right stuff. They're great. I'll be honest. This podcast really uh, devolved into uh, something very different than the premise. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Because I I try I try, I try to I try to stay on premise. Look what fucking happened. I was shot down at every attempt. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going down. We're going down. We're going down. Langston, this is I tried to be hella professional, bro. Time. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second half, all berries. Yeah, this is berries. Yes. All berries. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a Captain Crunch sponsorship. If you could do oh, that, I need that. If you can get the Captain Crunch sponsorship, include that commercial break in the middle of this, and then we come back and we are discussing all berries. Oh, berries? Oh, my oh my god. Nigga, that would be that's on that'd be incredible if I could get the Captain Crunch sponsorship, bro. Mm-hmm. And does it, oh, wait, it's not Kellogg that makes that shit, right? I don't know. I want Hannah Barbera, Hannah Barbera, they make cartoons, it makes uh, they make cartoons and cereal. I, I think it's yeah, I haven't been down the cereal aisle in a while. I mostly yeah, my we, cereal is plain Cheerios, and no one likes that answer. That's that's the crate that's that's scary like you put anything in them besides that just nope. just cheerio a raw dog them baby love no milk uh, i i I, oh. I will eat them without milk don't get me wrong i will full-on uh eat out a plain cheerio but i do enjoy uh a nice almond milk with it all right and, that's not that's not as crazy and you like, feeling I, ex- especially naughty i'll put some green grapes inside of the 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 bowl and mix them up and papa goes to town 
I'm popping. That's still not. That's not. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, I, I got that. But like, that's not like that's not the worst. Like if you were just like plain Cheerios with just like I think like one percent milk and that was it. But you put like you put shit in it like almond milk. That's exciting. And you got like the grapes. That's pretty cool. I don't know about grapes and cereal, but you do it. That's that's different. Oh, you gotta try it. It's it's a game changer. I'm, pr- I'm not gonna lie. I probably won't. I'm gonna, I stick with craisins when I when I feel like it. craisins when I'm ready. But like I eat what you call it. I eat cinnamon toast crunch. So that's what I stick with. I have that and some oat milk, and I'm all right. I get I get my day going. I learn about rappers and shit. Read their Wikipedia Wikipedia pages. Watch YouTube videos. Sure. Learn all these facts. Yeah. Who Who's your favorite rapper right now? Who's Who's the rapper that's doing it for you at the moment? Um, I would say like I gotta go back to my phone and shit to think about this shit. I gotta look over it because I I used to listen to music music when I'm like on the train and stuff like that. So now in the house, just gotta kind of like just think about them. I can't like it's not the same listening. So I would say uh, let me go to my shit. The last album that I really liked, I like the Griselda niggas a lot. Like uh, Benny the Butcher, I like him a lot. I got you listen to Griselda. No. Well, Griselda, they're, they're like, they are uh, these three dudes from Buffalo, and they're in like their like, late 30s. I think they're all like, they're <laughs> trying to shame <laughs> This whole setup sounds terrible. I Look, I hear you. I'm not dismissing. They probably are dope. But the whole way you're pitching them from, from the beginning, this is not a good start to a pitch. They're from Buffalo, New York. They're in their late 30s. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me more. <laughs> they're, they're solid. Oh, they're just they're just good. Um, they authentic and it's kind of just like it has greatness to it that you haven't heard in a long time. It kind of reminds me of like old Wu Tang and shit. And like a lot of their beats sound like DJ Premier shit. So I like I like that shit. It's like that's like rapping rapping like, i was like oh this is like what i listened to when i was younger i'm like damn i want to be that but i like them i like i feel embarrassed to say it i like uh nba young boy a lot okay I listen to a lot of his music i listen to a lot of nba young boy i don't know why but it's just like every song is just like you broke my heart or just like i have to kill this i have to kill my my enemies that's every single song you go to his YouTube page, kids. You you can see you can you can feel all like the teenagers just crying watching this. Like they're like this so much. Every song sounds the exact fucking song. Yo, Nick, can you play Diamond Te- Diamond Teeth Samurai by fucking uh, NBA YoungBoy? I yeah, I haven't listened to any NBA YoungBoy, but I I read his tweets quite a bit, and he is upset. Yeah, he's just mad all the time. Um, he's never- fully uh at peace with anything and that's nope that's endearing i don't know i yeah his generation really likes somebody in turmoil so yeah everyone yeah. wants angst um i did like boozy a lot then like, they just kept talking and i was like i can't get behind any of this shit. oh you didn't like what he's been saying lately <laughs> i mean i liked it I, like i feel like it, he he was doing great and instagram was just like nah you can't in fact put pussies on live and then, and then after that, he's went fucking crazy. Well, I don't know that he went crazy. I just—I think, think you know. I think that 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 was all he had. That was all he had. If you did you watch any of those lives? Did you watch any of those lives? No, I didn't watch the lives. They were I, fucking great. I look. Here's the issue with Boozy is that Boozy had to keep the character going. 
and the character is very much himself. I think he really is just this weird motherfucker, whatever. But like, he, you, you have to, if you're gonna go live every day, you have to find a new engaging way of going live. After you've shown a pussy online, there's not a lot of other places you can go besides saying, No, there's not. That's, what, that's hey, what I'm saying. Hey, I'm gonna have this lady suck my son's dick. And then everybody's like, oh, big guy, I don't know if you're allowed to say that. And he's like, yeah, and I'm gonna have him suck my, my nephew's dick too. And it's like, whoa, big guy, I don't think you should be saying any of this stuff. And he's like, well, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Yo, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. That's exactly what I was saying. Again, we're saying the same shit, but with two different guns. I legit like made it sound like he's Mr. Rogers. Right. Because yeah. you make it sound like this is happy go lucky. Like, oh, it's beautiful. Nah. I think he really is. He's like, show me a pussy for $1,000. And, and then, and then he, he goes, good. See y'all tomorrow. And yeah. that's the show. That's every. You should have had puppets. You should have should have had a train that went and showed puppets and shit. That'd have been. Yeah. Good. I, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see Mister 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 Bat Mister Boozy's neighborhood. Mister neighborhood. I want to see that. I want to see that. But like that's on a kimono every time he goes to yeah. his house uh, yeah. on a kimono and and then makes a, a lady popper pussy for yeah, not exactly. a lot of money. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, exactly. I like Put that. Your pussy on Daniel Tiger's clock for a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's shy. He might not talk. You gotta let. You gotta show it to him before he say something. Oh, it's the mailman. What's going on, mailman? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm here to see some pussy too, Boosie. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So today, on account of you not working, but I'm excited to see some pussy. <laughs> Why does this exist? I want that so bad. <laughs> Mr. Boosie's neighborhood is Mr. Boosie's neighborhood. <laughs> I love it. God. I love it too. But like that, that it was just like I think he was just. I'm realizing too with all these rappers is when they're stuck in the house, they're all going crazy because they like they're used to being like, all right, I can go perform, like I can go perform somewhere and get all this crazy out. I can go to the studio and rap all this crazy out amongst some people and shit like that. Now he's just stuck in the crib and he has to put all that energy that he has towards like his family members, which is but that's like you can't do that. Like, if he said, I paid that lady to suck my boy's dick, that would have been cool. But my all his son, all, all his like his sons and shit. I, I would have loved if he was like, I paid that lady to suck my boy's dick, and then his boy just stood behind him and waved like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> nice lady. Nice lady. <laughs> Yeah, I want that. That's it. Cause then it's then it's good. But now it's like you're treating your sons as like your friends. Also, when he said that shit, I was talking to Sam about this. It was like I was watching the video, and I was I could see in his eyes. I was like, apart from in his eyes, he was talking that. You could see like a small glimmer of just like, yeah, this is wrong. I shouldn't have done that. But if this was wrong, that means that when it happened to me, it was wrong then. And I think mm-hmm. Booze doesn't want to deal with the fact that he's been molested. I was about to say, I don't think child molestation is something he's, he's not so ignorant that he doesn't understand the concept of child yeah, molestation. Yeah. He just is in a position where if he admits that uh, child molestation is active in his home, then he's a much more complicated figure than he would like to consider himself to be. Exactly. And it's like, yes. And I think 
even like before all this shit, way before, like I think right after he got out of jail and shit, he was there's a story. He had the story. He was just like, man, I was in the bath. I was in the prison bathroom in Angola, and I walked into the room. I walked by this one curtain, and I saw a man riding another man's dick, balls everywhere, and I was just like. Man, I want to go home, dog. And you could say you could feel like you could see him talking. He was like so scared. Like after he got out of jail, he became like extra, like hyper heterosexual. Just like, yo, I want pussy pics all the time. It's just like, bro, what are you running away from? Like, yeah. what, what are you well, running? That's, that, I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying that he did some gay shit. But maybe he had a gay thought maybe once or twice. No, and it's just like I gotta. I think he probably goes to bed with those gay thoughts every night. Those balls I'll, that he saw. Swing like a swinging back and forth in front of his eyes, and the only way that he can even block that, <laughs> even like interrupt the the view of those balls, is those sweet titty pics from the pussy a- ladies on the internet, and so he he'll fill them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I think I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Boozy, if you hear this, please don't kill any of us because you've done it before. Well, Nick, call Boosie. Do you have his call Boosie? Let's get him on the line and uh, just we'll chat with Boosie real quick and see. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Nick, you can't do Boosie impression, can you? Show me your address for a thousand dollars. This is the best. This is the best. My favorite thing about Lil Boosie is that. Uh, he clearly doesn't have a great concept of uh, distance as far as uh, where the phone should be, both in terms yeah. of sound and video. So he's <laughs> always either way too close or too far away or speaking off camera. He's just a he's a nice man who who has a lot to deal with. I think. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. That's a dude that like was on. He was on death row, and then he got out of pre. Then he beat the case, got out of prison. And then got, immediately got kidney cancer, had to get surgery without insurance, pay for mm-hmm. that. Then also had to deal with diabetes. It was like, he has a lot of shit going on. He had on. a box haircut then, the whole time. Yeah. And then I, was, I, know, but I, I saw I, I saw this video on, Black, on DJ Vlad. It was just like, he said that, like, what was it? The headline said, Boozy makes all of his sons get the same haircut. Mm-hmm. They have to have that haircut. So I was like, all right, this is where I, this is that. That's the first sign somebody's going to get molested. He's like, the way I live, you got to live the exact same way. I can't afford for anyone to think that there's another way to live because then that means the way I've been living is incorrect. Yes, exactly. And that's why that's why he got that's why he got so scared of that that D Wade shit. He wasn't like he was terrified. You could see like he like you could see in his eyes, he was so scared of the idea that there was a world outside of what he knew. Well, yeah, just like, please, D Wade, don't do this. And everyone's I also think we're talking about someone who is uh, soliciting vaginas on the internet. I think uh, something crossed his mind that maybe the vaginas he's been seeing weren't "quote unquote" real vaginas, and then that uh, horror vaginas—they were too. They were too nude. Is like, oh, that vagina that I liked. Maybe it wasn't a true vagina. Therefore, I uh, am gay now, and I got to wrestle with that. Nah. This is wrong. Tell your son to to put a a, a pair of slacks on <laughs> and shut the fuck up. I feel like Boozy's problems could be solved with like if you just read one book, just a book about like any. It's the book about the world. I guarantee. Like oh, 
Maybe there's more to this. But he doesn't uh, he read if Boozy reads, he's gonna buy Pimp, and then we're gonna be right back where we started with him. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna read. He's, he's, he's got, oh, even if you read like Trick Baby, if you read another Iceberg, just read another Iceberg Slim book, a different one. Boozy's gonna, Boozy's gonna buy Doctor Umar Johnson's uh, autobiography, <laughs> and we'll be stuck exactly where we are. Oh, oh my God, uh, Boozy and Akufi telling women to show. <laughs> Pull the kente cloth back. Let me, Come on, let me see what's underneath there. I can't take cloth. I'm saying I can't take cloth. I can't take cloth. Hey. Put, 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 <laughs> put that onk in your pussy. Put that onk in your pussy. Mm. Yeah. Put that onk in your pussy for a thousand dollars. He also, I, he also always seems mad at it. Like he's yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, he's just scowling. Yeah, he don't never seem happy at the reveal. It's like a, I think because I think. I think he's mad because no matter the reveal, he still sees those balls swinging back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's the curse. I think what it is now, once it's revealed, the balls are just sitting on either side of the, <laughs> of, the, of, the of the subject. You know what I mean? So it's it's a pussy, but then there's two balls on the two side. Balls. Of and now he's actually confused. And it's like, what the fuck is... What yeah, am I he's just at? staring mean. Like, get the fuck out of here, balls. I'm trying balls. to stare at her. I was trying to stay at a pussy, and the balls are like, we're, we're always going to be here, no matter what you do. <laughs> we're always going to be here. Your children can see these balls. Like, I got to stop this from happening. Like, but that shit, I heard somewhere else. I was talking to my homie. Uh, I was talking to my from Atlanta. I told the boozy, so I was like, Yo, did you hear boozy? Gets his, he got his son's dick sucked by some stripper. And my boy was like, he's not supposed to do that? I was like, no, nigga. And he's like, yeah, that, they do that in Baton Rouge a lot. They do that in Baton Rouge like all the time. And that brought me back to like, remember when Lil Wayne had a documentary? Like, I think it was 2008 or whatever. Yeah, I remember it. Documentary well. came yeah, remember when like uh, he, he tells us about how he got his dick sucked? Yeah. Yeah. And you can see, and you can see as he's telling, he, at first he's bragging about that, and he's like, I got molested. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, but, and that's the important part is he came to the revelation. And then, yeah. you know, he realized, oh, I got to go skateboard. I got to. I gotta get I gotta play the guitar. My system. Yeah, I gotta fucking. I, I, I gotta let my dreads get worse and worse. Everyone knows I'm crying yeah. for help. I think I think Boozy's never uh, had that moment in the mirror to to hear the 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 molestation. Hey, you know he, what he needs is to read. Uh, Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. He needs something <laughs> like that. That's. Just something where he he's forced to. Are you there, God? It's me, Boosie. Boosie, yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing him walking into a therapist's office, and it's like, "Hi, sir. How can I help you? Help me work this stuff out for a thousand dollars." I love that. I love that he doesn't understand the concept of the way how you pay for therapy. He does understand that it needs to be worked out, and he has the money. Oh, that is just like a thousand dollars is just what he said. Make me confront my daddy issues for a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Oh my god. Let me call my mama and not feel rage for a thousand. <laughs> 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 
help me connect with my kids and not feel a constant fear of latent homosexuality for a thousand dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all help me call my mom and I don't want to feel Ray. <laughs> I just love it's Ray. <laughs> oh my God. Poor Boozy. Poor Boozy, bro. I feel bad for him. I'm like, damn, bro. Like yeah, therapy would really help, but niggas not going. He's not going to therapy. Bro. Nah, he's not gonna go to therapy. He's never gonna go. Did you ever watch on Vice that they have like when rappers meet that one therapist they got? No, I don't like what Vice does with. Uh, it feels very uh, uh, just predatory. Sending a white these white kids in to be like, hmm, young thug. What is it that you are doing? It's like, you don't get it. You're not, they compare him to like Beethoven and shit. And it's like, that's not what he's doing. He's doing something cool and it's definitely oh, yeah. celebrating, but y'all are being weird and predatory in a way that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, well, that's your, that, no, that shit. I, I agree with you there. Like, they, they always send him in like it's like on some National Geographic shit. Like, we're going to the yeah. jungle. And then the rapper's always just like, relax, bro. Right. This is just like, this is just where I live. This is where I'm from. That's what, like, this one, this vice shit they do on, like, the t- on TV, they have, like, this is this one black male therapist, and he talks to every musician. And he had some rappers come to him. He had, like, Chief Keith come to him. And Chief Keith, you could see him, like, he wants to ask for help, but he doesn't know how yet. Mm-hmm. And that was good. Or, like, I think he talked, to, he talked to Prodigy before he died. And Prodigy, basically, he was talking about how like, he feels himself he's going to die soon. He says it. It's, it's really cryptic, but it's, like, Still, you see these rappers who, if they let themselves do it, they can, you know, make some growth. But a lot of rappers see therapy is just weak shit. So, Boozy, I feel like some therapy would help. It would take them a while, but it'd be worth it. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these guys, the prodigies, the boozies of the world grew up in a generation where, like, therapy wasn't even really an option. So, you don't, you don't really get to get to healing you might be able to have the you're intelligent enough to know what the conversations are that lead to healing but you can't actually go there because that requires a level of commitment and rejection of everything that you knew in order to to make that final step yeah i feel like uh you ever listen to mike tyson's podcast no i i've I loved the HBO documentary that they the had. Uh, one man show or the documentary? Oh, the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it's great. And um, the podcast he has is kind of a similar vein, where it's just like he t- he has conversations with people and shit like that. But as he talks, the way he talks, you can tell like oh he's been to therapy a lot. And mm-hmm. what scares people because people are like they they sit with him and there's always like, an intimidation. That's Mike fucking Tyson. But he's talking, and as he's talking. You can see them get scared of how like emotionally vulnerable he'll let himself be, mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if Mike was like, "Yo, let's like," if he if he was like, "Yo, let's go to therapy," niggas would go to therapy if Mike said it, because Mike is still the scariest person you've ever fucking seen. But like, there's a maturity there. Like he's talking to Jim Jones about like, like he's talking to who was it? It wasn't Sugar Ray Robinson. I think it was it was some it was somebody. And he was talking about like how uh, he. He's struggling now because, like, he remembers the person he was and he was, like, you know, at his peak. And he's so afraid of that person. He's like, that person was a monster. That person did awful things. But what I'm most afraid of is I miss being that. I miss being feared. I miss the respect. And 
I want that back, but I'm worried if I get that back, I'll become that person. Yeah. Now, I'm, like, I've never, uh, I've never been the most powerful man in a room in a, in the world. Any of like that feeling has never existed in me in a way that I think is probably super intoxicating and hard to abandon no matter how much you know it to be incorrect or uh, problematic, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of, and a lot of rappers, I think they have that same energy of just like, they, cause they walk in the room and it's like, they got all their, they got all their goons and yes men around them and shit. And everyone's just like in awe of this person. That, that power is so hard to let go of, but like with, with that power comes the, the fucking fault of like, you don't know how to relate as a person anymore. And you end up hurting people around you. Like what Boosie's, what Boosie's doing to his kids and shit is like, you can't let go of that idea. Like, I have to be the strongest person in the room. I have to know everything that's happening. It's like, no, you have to let, if you let yourself go, you can kind of just like be human. He doesn't know how to be human. And that's why well, I've seen like a lot of these rappers on live and shit. They don't know how to be human anymore. Like Gucci, especially. I've been watching Gucci on live and shit. He like, everyone's like, oh, the new Gucci's a clone and shit. But you watch him now and it's just like, you can see the old Gucci, like how he misses being that so feared and shit. And that's coming out because it's like, what kept them all distracted when the, when the world was opened up, it was like, they were distracted by the work, the shows, the interviews, all that shit. But now they're stuck with themselves and that's all they can deal with. And that's like, it's causing them super stress. But none of them are gonna say, I'm lonely. They're always gonna be like, yo, I wanna see some titties. Yeah, I mean, I'm lonely and I want to see some titties are somewhat synonymous. So, uh, you know, I, I, one with hand, a Venn diagram, if you will, right? That's almost a like di- a Venn diagram. Of like, I mean, yeah. much together. Exactly. I was going to say, it's much together. Into yeah. uh, an almost singular titty. Yes, that's. Yeah. That's how we'll. Yeah. That's how we'll fix Boosie. We'll we'll explain Venn diagrams through. As t- a titty. We'll get a lady. <laughs> we'll explain therapy through like yeah. A nice a lady to come and and she has to be obviously highly educated and capable, but also willing to show her titties for fifty dollars, and uh, she'll push her titties together and explain that the person that you've imagined yourself to be mm-hmm. and the person that you that you know to be right can meet somehow in the middle, but you have to be able to make concessions for the outer meat of the titty. This outer meat has to go and we have to focus more on the, the inseam of the titty, the titty fuck, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I feel, I, 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 I concur. I agree with that. I think that would actually, that would actually solve Boozy's problems hundred mm-hmm. percent. If you just had it, if, if we can find a therapist, that's willing to get naked and put their titties together. I think booze will be okay. I think so too. All right. So we made a lot of progress on. We made a lot. We made a lot of progress on. That was that. Yo, that was impressive. That was. But um, now I gotta ask you something because I gave you a song. We listened to music for you. Now I gotta ask you for help that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need a song for this. All right. So um, I've been in the crib trying to stay busy. And um, my biggest thing right now is that, like, I've been, like, you know, trying to, like, get podcast shit, write, writing shit, what, what have you. But my big thing now is I'm afraid of what's going to happen when the world opens up again. Because mm-hmm. right now I feel like everyone, we're all on an equal playing field. Like we're all stuck in the house. 
And it's easy to be productive when it's just like, damn, anything else to do. But it's like, what's going to happen when it's like, all right, we're outside again. And the government's like, we're going to stop giving you money. And now it's like, people aren't, people aren't going to be as forgiven. They're like, oh, you lay on your rent? Don't worry about that. Like, I'm worried about how, I'm gonna, how am I going to maintain this shit when it's over? Because I maintain this shit, you mean, are you referring to your work ethic? Or are you referring to, to like, literally, are you, where, where are you going to get your next paycheck kind of thing? Like, I mean, you- my work ethic, my work ethic, really. Because it's like, I think that for a long time, I struggled with, like, just doing shit. I was never a planner. I'm not really, I'm not good at planning. I'm good at just like, all right, I'm going to try this shit. Oh, well, it didn't work out. Then just move on. But instead, I'm just like, that's like, I feel like while I'm respectful to the journey I've had, there's a bunch of time that I feel like that's been wasted by not planning. And I'm trying to figure out like, this is my, I'm trying for the first time in a long time, just like live with a plan. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm a, but it's like, it's easy to build a plan. Anybody can build a plan, but it's like, how do I maintain it and make this shit happen? So mm-hmm. I need a song to help me get to that. Well, oh, this is a nice song. Okay. Janae Aiko has a lovely new song on her new album uh, called Speak, okay. where, where she decides that she is no longer going to live by the rules that were set up in her former relationship, even though she goes back to that former relationship. That's neither here nor there. But yeah. it's her truly wanting to speak in the voice that she believes is her own and staying true to it and believing in it in the in a way that it it previously didn't exist so i recommend you listen to the song speak by janae aiko however you pronounce aiko i think aiko is what it is but yeah i I mean yeah i like janae aiko i do think that like i do like also how uh big sean said multiple times like look i'm single I'm trying to go to therapy. I'm trying to figure myself out. Mm-hmm. And Janine Aiko was just like, yeah, I'm still going to be there regardless. Like, I yeah. remember one day, she put, like he posted on, like, Instagram. He was like, I don't know. I'm just really stressed out. And I'm trying to figure out, because Nipsey was a good friend of mine. I don't know what to do. And then Janae commented, like, you know, I'll always be for be there uh-huh. for you, no matter what happens. No matter where we are, you can always call me. And everyone's like, didn't you guys just break up, like, yesterday? Like, like, relax. Hey, Jean, sorry to hear you're having a hard time. Don't worry, we'll talk about it this evening. Yeah, it's like, you know. stop, stop, it's, it's like stop calling me. <laughs> but then he just gave, but then he, just, he just gave up. He was like, you know what, you're right, you're my girlfriend, I guess. And you look at every picture of them together now, in her eyes, she's just like, yeah, I told you that was my nigga. Right. She got his face tattooed over one third of her body. Yeah. Then she got it covered. Yeah, but we all know it was there. Yeah. It it still exists on the internet. It's permanent in a different way. She also met him when she was like engaged. And the story was, she was like, I met Big Sean, we talked. And then Sean was like, hey, I have courtside seats to this game. Do you want to go? And she said, while I was engaged to so-and-so and I'd be uncomfortable, I thought to myself, I've never sat courtside before, so I went. I mean, I, was, I mean, courtside seats are courtside seats, so it's like. She's uh, she's done something like that in a multiple relationships. So I, you know, do her thing. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. They seem. I'm not here to judge either. But it's also, it's also courtside seats. I like, I remember I dished my, I dished my ex-girlfriend. Um, we came out to New York. To hang out with Sam on her birthday, and Sam was like, "Hey, Tawanda, 
I have courtside seats for me and you. Do you want to go? And I looked at my, my ex and I was like, yeah, so I want to go. And she's like, you're just going to leave me with these people I don't know. And I was like, what do you mean? These are my friends. They could be your friends too. Oh boy, that's not how you sell that argument. That's... No, it's, but I was it, yeah, in in retrospect, yes, that's a bad way to that's a bad way to frame that. That's a very bad way to frame. But it was like, but I was never prepared for how do you explain to your girlfriend that you're gonna ditch her for courts? I never knew. I never thought about that. How do you explain? Like, how would you explain? I'm gonna go to courtside and you can't come. I'm married, man. I, I'm not going to say courtside. Um, like I. If if that's the proposition, I just I gotta be like, damn, we we can't go, I guess. Yeah, uh, but it was like, but that's but I have to uh, I have to do this forever. Yeah, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't I did not luckily I did not have to do it forever because we broke up. So no, that much is right. clear. Listen, right. as soon as you as soon as you explained it by saying, <laughs> my ex. I don't, Hey, me, I'm gonna go with my friend, but you could stay with my other friends. That's but no, no I, swear, I swear to God, no. Y'all weren't gonna make it. It was, it was no. It sucked too because it was, it wasn't even just that. It was just like, it was Sam being like, "Yo, it's my birthday, and I have these tickets, and I want to take somebody else." But they, that person said, "Nah, take Tawanda. He's never gone." And it's like I'm gonna say, "Nah, sorry," to my best friend to be like, "I can't go with you." Hey, and it was a. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to uh, tell you it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it wasn't going to last if that's how you were approaching it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it is what it is. But Now the next thing is, if somebody offers me courtside seats because I live with my girl all the time, I can be like, I'm going to go. You can't go, but that's okay. Yeah, we have, we have, an, apart we have an apartment. And, we and have, uh, yeah, we're, we have a place to, we have a place to live, so don't worry. Yeah, I've, I've paid my half of the rent, so I'm leaving. I'll be yeah, I was going to be like, I was like, go, oh, just like, I'm going to go, but I can give you bread for like an Uber and get some food and stuff. Damn. It was a lot, it was a high, it, I did not expect that to happen. All sure. right. Also, yeah, also the night before, it was like the night before, I was like, I took her to Saturday Night Live because I was like, Sam got, so I was like, we just, we, I was like, we just did this thing. We did all this stuff. Now, please, this is my friend's birthday. I haven't seen her in a long time. Can I just, it's her, it's her birthday wish. What am I supposed to say? It's her birthday wish that I sit court. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, yeah, no, then the, the fun fact, the funny fact, the funny, the funniest part about that, the funniest part about that, we sat at the game for maybe like a, maybe like a quarter. We got, we saw, we sat for a quarter, and Sam was like, "All right, I gotta go to the cellar. I'm leaving." Right? So she, so she left me alone at that game. Ah, uh, man, you and I, and I did not give you. one fuck. I did not give. I was that nigga. I sat, I was sitting courtside with a do rag on. I'm, this is this is life the way I want it to be. Who are they playing? It was the Pelicans. It was back when um, what you call it? When uh, who's, it was when uh, when Demarcus Cousins was on, Rondo was on the team, and who else? What's the nigga's name? I can't remember. He's the he was the best player on the Pelicans. Anthony the, Davis. The uh, Brown. Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. It was that he dropped? He dropped like forty that night. Man, it was, man that was a, they went. It went to, it, like they came back and won. I think they won an OT. It was a great game. Damn, you lost your relationship for a first round playoff team. Yeah, it was, it was worth it. Um, we said it. We said it. <laughs> the fuck? 
I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna. I'm gonna miss. I'm missing court. I'm gonna miss in courtside. Nah, but that also was like I had because I was like, that was the same day we we're gonna go back to Boston. I'm gonna miss sitting courtside at Madison Square Garden to chill with my girl in New York in a hotel room, then go back to fucking Boston and talk to my coworkers about that shit. No, I'm not living that. I couldn't. That was like a sign. I was like, I just gotta move because I had. I felt like what it was was that um. But it really wasn't. It wasn't even courtside. It was just like when I was in Boston, just struggling. I just felt like this every time I was in New York or somewhere else. I just felt I had to soak up everything. But it was it was it was fleeting at all times. And okay. yeah, so that's more of what it was. Was you just needed this moment to uh, heal some wounds that Boston had left in your spirit. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't even realize Boston left in my spirit because I was so like. I, I lived there from what some when I was like from when I was in high school till two years ago. So to me, I just like this is just like I thought that that's just how things were just how just they were. Things just are this. I didn't realize no, this is wrong. You're not supposed to. I thought it was just like this was life. Like fear of missing out. Everyone has that. Then I moved here and I was like, oh, that's not a thing. Now, that's what you should have told the girl. Yeah, that, but that took that conversation. But yeah, that know. took that took that took break. That yeah, if I could, if I had a perspective of somebody who broke up with her, and then after a year went to therapy, and then it figured this out. Yeah, I would have said that then, but I didn't have that knowledge at that time. Nick, get this girl and Boosie on the phone right now. We're gonna <laughs> well, uh, this evening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, don't call. Her. You can't. We want we want her and Boozy on a three way, and we're gonna we're gonna solve all of it at once. We're gonna. It's not. Gonna I'm gonna say something that's not funny. <laughs> it's funny to me, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It, Nick is Nick is like Winston. It's not. Funny. It's it's not funny, but it's funny. Well, it's well, she's dead, so like you can't. Really oh boy, Nick, yeah. uh, cancel that call. <laughs> Just call Boozy. <laughs> Thank you. That's why you're a real nigga. That's why people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're like, no. Nope. Nick, un- unfortunately, it's it's looking like we're just doing Boosie this Boosie, evening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll check back in on any other calls. Yeah. If somebody else picks up the phone, please call me and let me know because that's a. I got to make some other calls. Like, <laughs> guess who I talked to today? I didn't expect that. Oh, boy. Yeah. That got heavy. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I like. It's, you know that's part of life uh but also i have a i have a i think i have a weird uh not only a connection but like a, in death in my life like i had a lot of family members that live in the third world and shit so like i'm at this point i lose at least like i lose at least like two family members a year to some like poverty shit so what it taught me is kind of like it's sad it's unfortunate but you kind of look at it in the sense of just like they're at peace they're doing they're like wherever we go after this they're there and it's hard for us, and it's hard for us on the ground. But you kind of just like you you remember you remember that person. You remember who they were. You miss them, but still, it's like you you were happy that you get to know that you got to know them, and you hope that like the life that you get to live now represents the life that they helped you make. That's nice. Yeah, it has to be. Like I had that because I was thinking about it, bringing it back to music and shit. I was in the I was in the shower the other day listening to Nipsey Hustle. I was listening to shit. And I remember I got out and I put on like my Crenshaw jersey and shit. And I was just like, damn, this nigga's been dead for like a year. But the way I listen to his music and the way I like, you know, I like, still wear the clothes and shit. I think about him so often that it's kind of just like that nigga's not in my in my life. He's not gone. 
physically is gone, but still spiritually is there. And I look at my ex the same way. Like we were broken up by that point, but still like, she's still like, she's still like a part of who I am. Like half, I got tattoos because of her. So it's just like, it is what it is. I and get- yeah, that's why, and I, that's where I think therapy is so like important. And that's why we, the same bougie is like, we have to go to therapy. Cause it's just like, if you don't, you find ways to like, just act out because you're trying to figure out how to solve what's inside of you, but you don't know. You're not, you're not a, you're not a scientist. Nigga. You don't know how to solve that shit. So you no. do wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, okay. After th- further review, it sounds like <laughs> she is still here. Get her, on the phone. <laughs> Get her on the phone with Boosie, Nick. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> so present, and we need to talk to her with Boosie. We're going to get this fixed. <laughs> oh man thank you bro that was that was that was really that like, we gotta call booze oh man oh man we need to like um i think i feel like we should pray or something right now after that, that was, we, got, we got very spiritual nick can you do me a favor uh can you do can you pray can you pray for us as uh kurt franklin and just talk about what happened on the show <laughs> yeah. This prayer's for everyone who. This... You got you got you got this. This no, prayer's you got, you got, you got this. This prayer's for everyone who showed the vagina on live, Father. Mm. Please cleanse the internet. Take those shots off. Help, Brother Boozy, Father. <laughs> Let him know that there is another way to live, and it's your way. <laughs> and if you want, I can decide. <laughs> I just started going into how does it feel. <laughs> no, you should have you 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 kept going. You should just kept going. I love that. That it just it just devolves into D'Angelo lyrics. That'd be great. Yo, that would have that would have that would have been fucking. Oh my god. Oh my god. But yo, thanks and thank you so much for doing. Podcast. What a pleasure! Thanks, yeah, man. that was that was that was definitely the highlight of my day. I appreciate oh, it. Um, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. Shit. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you can Instagram or Twitter at Langston Kerman, L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N-K-E-R-M-A-N, and yeah, I don't know. The rest of it means nothing. Yeah, we're all gonna die. But uh, uh, thank you so much, yo. Real- Oh, that was that was that was so much fun, bro. That yeah. was yeah. That was like I don't know, man. As we were talking about this shit, it is a fucking depressing, shitty time. But that was like that was a good that was a good moment. Hell yeah! I'm glad we did that. Yeah, appreciate y'all guys. Oh yeah, of course. Let me just take this Zoom photo to share on. Yeah, because this. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Guys, we did it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate y'all. Um, stay safe. Put your masks on. Wash your hands a lot. And we'll see you next time. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know. Help us grab a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com.